Well, the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, this morning saying that Russia resumed missile strikes at 4 a.m. local time on the country, including on the capital, Kyiv, and says the strikes were aimed at both military and civilian targets. Uh, Zelensky also said this morning, we are defending our state alone. Like yesterday, the world's most powerful forces are watching from afar. Um, this has certainly been a tense time for families here in Canada with uh, relatives back in Ukraine. We heard earlier in the show uh, reports uh, from two different guests of people fleeing Kiev to head east uh, towards, or west rather, towards safety. Uh, very slow going uh, because of the heavy traffic and the amount of people leaving. <clears throat> and also we're hearing reports from the UN as well of the number of uh, Ukrainians crossing over into bordering countries such as Poland as they try to make their way away from this aggression. Uh, joining me now is Eugene Lepenis. He's a board director of Richmond's Ivan Franco Ukrainian Center. Uh, I imagine a very tense time for you uh, overnight as well as you're watching uh, watching watching night become day uh, in Ukraine. Uh, very much so, Ben. It's 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 been a very difficult 24 hours for us here, and and I can only imagine what it's like for the people who are living in Ukraine right now in this situation. Was there, uh, I mean, has this come as, I've asked this question to everyone, but has this come as any sort of surprise or was this simply the worst case for people who were sitting afar watching what was unfolding? Uh, this did not come as a surprise to me. Uh, quite honestly, I've been watching this since 2014 when Russia first invaded Crimea and then eastern Ukraine shortly thereafter. Uh, we had a feeling, I had a feeling that something like this was going to be happening in the future. Uh, of course, you're always hoping that it's not going to take place, uh, but there was a foreboding feeling that um, an invasion was imminent. And then as we saw Putin ramp up the, the rhetoric over the last couple of months, and especially over the last couple of weeks, uh, it, it, it got more and more real. And then on Monday night, uh, you know, the worst happened. I mean, for, for I know you've been amongst many uh, Ukrainian Canadians of late. What has been the overall reaction to this? Has it been simply shock and, and anger, or has there been or fear rather? But has there been anger as well? Um, shock, disbelief, fear, and of course anger. Uh, the community is irate at, at what's taken place, uh, where a nation, an evil nation, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, has has invaded a free country, one that has its own culture, one that has its own language, one that has its own history and people. Uh, yet there is a nation that's just trying to wipe it off the face of the earth. Of course, there's anger from us. Do you have family back there tonight, Eugene? We do. Um, the majority of our family is, is back in Ukraine. Um, fortunately, uh, the majority of them are in Western Ukraine, uh, sort of in the Lviv and Ivano-Frankivsk area. Uh, we have spoken with them recently, uh, as recently as this morning. Um, they are safe, uh, which is good. They have started to uh, sort of build up on rations as uh, as they they see things are 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 ramping up, um, as well as waiting in long lineups to fuel to fuel up. But they're keeping they're keeping their spirits high, um, and hoping for the best. I imagine they've all been watching the the traffic jams or the, the cars leaving Kiev, heading that way. They have been, um, you know, and <laughs> many family members um, and just many friends as well are are already 
thinking what their plans are going to be going forward. Um, there's already a ban on men leaving the country, uh, and it's right. uh, you know it's the women and children who who will be leaving, and um, that's and that's another heartbreaking story that uh, that will come down the line. With families being separated, of course, that would be. Uh, um, are there plans? To, I mean, are there plans to go? I wonder, This I was speaking to someone last week, uh, the former Canadian ambassador to Ukraine, actually, who was in Lviv as well. And he was expressing a sort of, again, that you brought up the word disbelief. And, and this I gather because there has been this sort of war going on in eastern Ukraine for eight years now, and it never spilled over. There had been other buildups in the past that had never amounted to anything. So I think there was, you're right, there was this idea that it might, it might not happen this time. Are, do people have contingency plans now to try to leave the country if need be? Or are people, at least in the West, thinking we're going to stay put for now? Um, a hard question to answer. Uh, I right. think it's a combination of both. I think there are, are families who have already started to leave and who have put plans together uh to to go to safety uh, whether it's to Poland or whether it's to one of the other bordering nations that's accepting uh, Ukrainian um, individuals coming across the border there are others um and again mostly men but there are are others who have just said no we're here to fight and if the fight comes to western ukraine if it comes to Lviv uh we will take up arms we will defend our country uh, until our last breath. And so we're hearing both sides of the story. It is, um, one of the questions I've been asking as well is, is just how inconceivable it is having spent time in Ukraine after 2014 and, and seeing, you know, the, the rise of sort of an independent, um, united Ukraine for the most part. I mean, obviously there was the provinces in the East that after Maidan, there was, de- there was, you know, there was some separation. I mean, there were certainly lots going on there. Um, I just can't imagine what is this and say when you talk to people back home about the very notion of living under de facto Russian rule under a another Viktor Yanukovych, for instance, what do people say? Is it even conceivable? Again, um, they're willing to fight for freedom. Uh, they don't want to return to to the former Soviet Union. They don't want to return to a government of uh, Viktor Yanukovych. Um, they want freedom. They want the they want the right to determine the future and direction of Ukraine. Um, and it would be inconceivable for um, the majority of the citizens in Ukraine to have to fall under Vladimir Putin or any of his henchmen. I'm speaking to Eugene Lapinis this morning, uh, this evening, rather board director of Richmond's Ivan Franco Ukrainian Center. Were you encouraged at all by scenes of protest in Russia today? Very much so. Um, seeing the scenes, seeing the number of people that uh, uh, that were on the streets in Moscow and other cities, and they were willing to be arrested. And you know that um, if you're arrested in Russia, uh, it's not a slap on the wrist. Uh, these people are going to suffer for first taking a stand. Um, also reading uh, reading in one of the news reports, um, and, and on, honestly, I can't remember her name, but she's a, a f- the director of one of the theaters, one of the main theaters in Moscow, um, who has resigned. Uh, as she said, she could not work for a murderer. 
So we're taking we're taking solace in the fact that um, the people of Russia don't support this war. Um, the war is the war is has been determined by one man. Uh, yeah, there was Elena Kovaleskaya, the director of Moscow's Vesvold Mirhold State Theater and Cultural Center, resigned in protest. Um, Correct. Thank you. What One of the things that's been that's been um, really interesting. I mean, as a Ukrainian Canadian, to see the sort of support that's been that's happened over across the country in the last twenty four hours. How much solace does that bring, and, and how much encouragement does that does that give you uh, as a community? We Ukrainians are a very strong people. Um, and we come together and we've come together in the past and we'll continue to come together as, as we go through this process. Um, even though we're cities apart, our hearts are together, our arms are together, and the protests that are taking place in cities across the country just strengthen our resolve. It strengthens the community here, and we hope that our brothers and sisters in Ukraine are feeling that strength. And you're seeing it from from all corners too. I know that you know the Ukrainian flags flying, flying in front in front of the BC legislature tonight. The high bridge in Edmonton was lit up in the Ukrainian colors. I've seen pictures from right across North America of uh, of the uh, of the yellow and blue. Uh, does that provide any sort of uh, support or encouragement? Very much so. Um, you know, it shows us that the world is remembering Ukraine and is and is and the full focus is on Ukraine and its freedom and. Uh, essentially it's freedom uh, the other thing that really uh, really came to heart for me uh, was watching some of the protests and knowing that yes it's our ukrainian people there but the number of non-ukrainians who were joining the protest and were waving flags and holding signs um you know be it be it from the russian community or be it from visible minorities uh it shows that we are one people and that we are being supported by the global community. I was going to ask you, uh, President Zelensky said this morning, um, and I believe it's translated, so I'm not sure it's verbatim, but he did voice once again this idea that Ukraine is, as a state is standing alone. That in fact, even though the sanctions were announced today, even though those are punishing, that there is a sense in Ukraine that they are fighting this fight by themselves. Um, do you get that sense? And, 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 and is the West doing enough to support Ukraine right now? Um, I personally have said that from day one. Uh, uh, the, the, the announcements that were coming out from the West, be it from NATO, be it from um, just neighboring countries, that everybody was there to support and, and sanctions were, were on their way. Um, Sanctions are, are great, and, and sanctions will do will cause cause harm and pain in the future. Uh, they were advertised, so it gave Russia the opportunity to prepare for them. Um, but at the end of the day, what Ukraine needs is military support. It needs help. Um, we're the 22nd largest army in the world fighting the second. Um, you know, the, the, it's, it's an army that has, that's generally made up of reservists and fighting a, a war machine. Um, we need support from the West. We need support from NATO um, and anybody else that's willing to, to come to their aid. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people the last few weeks, and I, I guess one of the, the overall consensus from the experts is that that aid is not going to come in the form of boots in the ground or, or anything that might change. I guess the fear is that the reality on the ground changes 
and it's too late then to to punish to punish Russia further. Correct, and and I and it's it's too late now. Um, the war has started, um, uh, and any any further incursions are not going to be met. Even even if NATO was to try to to enter the war, uh, I think it, too little, too late. Um, I, my my worst fear is that. Uh, the the Russian army will invade Ukraine completely, um, not stopping in, in the eastern in the eastern part, which is what they've said originally, um, and that Ukraine will fall under Russian rule. Um, it will be an ugly fight, and there will be a lot of bloodshed. Um, the Ukrainian people, as I said, are a strong nation. They won't go down without a fight, um, but they are standing alone. Eugene Lepinas, um, director of Richmond's Ivo, Ivan Franco Ukrainian Center. Thank you so much for your time tonight. My best wishes to your family uh, in the west of Ukraine tonight for their safety as well. And I hope against hope that your prediction is wrong. So do I. Uh, honestly, so do I. Well, and thank I you very much time. for thanks for thanks for the time. You're welcome. Have a good night. Good night.